appreciate you spending the day with us. Hey, oh. we got on the line. <laughs> Hello. Oh, there's trouble. <laughs> are you two, st- you two still going? Just we about. Are indeed. Have I'll you got your beers out? You've yeah, more than Let's... fucking earned it at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. I, I don't mind Gareth's job is to try and drive you off this. What What are you drinking anyway? I've got the uh, the Brewdog uh, Hazy Jane going. <laughs> I've got the uh, Simcoe and Equinot Pale from uh, Brick Brewery. Mmm. I'm, I'm on. I'm on a day a steady rolling man. I was. So you were drinking the day earlier? It, it looks like you have been on a day looking at your photos you've been putting up, Gareth. So were... <laughs> <laughs> He's at the beach today. Unbelievable! Oh. Sent us pictures from He's pools. The beach near his house. Oh, honestly, God. It's just mad. It's just mad. I was like listening to yous from like the off, and then I like I listened to like quite a few of your first guests and things, and then I was thinking like, yeah, you know, had a few shows, been in like in the garden, just like having a beer, just chilling out, listening to yous, reading a book, and then like later on, just like gone and picked my daughter up from a party and like sat in some random people's back garden and had a few beers with them, and then been the beach and shit like that, and then like come back and. And use a still here plugging away. <laughs> Just feel, I feel like I've had about like four days in, in, in one half day today since I started listening to your show. God, I don't know what you two must feel like. But uh, well done, lads. Awesome stuff. Uh, what's the question, mate? How, how was the bath this morning? Was it all right? Did you have a good one? Oh, it's always a good bath, isn't it? You, know, you can't, can't, can't have a bad bath, can you, really? In the, uh, I'd, first thing I'll tell you what, mate. I need a fucking bath after these last 11 hours. I don't know about you, Martin, over there, but... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, but uh, the, sweat's, over the here. sweat's cooling down as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> That's never good. Yeah, you didn't mention you'd be doing a 12-hour live charity stream, but in a sauna. Like, you just <laughs> choose the fucking hottest day of the year in which to do it. <laughs> what was that line you said on Grapple once, Gareth? Niagara Falls is running in my arse or something like that? That's how I feel right now. Sorry, everyone. So we're 11 hours in, we're allowed. Oh, well, I was going to say, you were giving us, I think when you were messaged us, was it like, what, three hours 17 in that you said you were like, <laughs> your, ass, your ass was killing you already and the sweat was running off you. I was thinking, fucking hell, Bennett, you've got, you've got nine hours to go here, mate. <laughs> uh, I, I had, a, I had a, a bit of a, you know, bit of a soap and clean at about the six o'clock point, but I definitely needed another shower at this point. It's, uh, yeah. This of all days to do it, Martin. Honestly, it's uh, it's crazy, isn't it? The hottest hottest day of the year, uh, the year probably so far. Isn't it? Are either oh, I know. Are either you feeling like you're going mental yet? Has that kicked in? Uh, I... no, well, it did earlier. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But you've managed to storm through that period now at this point, and you're just like, at, at this point, like, you're not going to want to talk for at least two, three days after this. Maybe not. It's funny because I've got my promotion interview on uh, on Tuesday, so I've got to prep for that tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got a grapple podcast tomorrow, and we've got a grapple podcast on Monday, so yeah, I'll be fine. We'll be fine. Professionals. Absolutely grand. Cool. We'll we'll take the loads, won't we, JP? Yeah, exactly. You know, it'll 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 be be fine, Benno. You don't need to thank us now, though. At this point. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to today, JP? I like Gareth, kind of like a whole bunch of things. I've been having uh, a, some alterations to my suit. 
and so having to do that, go out and about, stopped out for a pint, sort of went around Oxford on my bike. Yeah, it's been absolutely lush, to be honest. It's been uh, it's been really nice, but really listening to you guys, like Gareth, like sort of listening in throughout the day, um, like so many of the guests, like Scrump talking about PWTs, like doing an interview with John Pollock. I thought that was absolutely mm. fascinating to weigh in his brother James and even Glitbiter just uh, j- just then as well, which uh, I feel like I've done it down coming into that song. It's, it's, sorry. You're a synth wave fan, JP? I don't mind a bit of synth, um, but I, when I say that, I sound like a very old man. So <laughs> You're talking like the Pesh Mode. Uh, yeah, be going back to that, wouldn't it? Craft work. <laughs> Old school, mate. <laughs> do, do chromatics count? Oh, I that's think so, yeah. Like from Drive. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's probably about as close as I get. That's uh, a yeah. good good Twin Peaks fodder, a bit of uh, chromatics. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I was uh, definitely listened to Glitbiter there, like when you asked her Martin for influences and she was reeling off all these names. I was just like, yeah, I feel like the oldest man in the world right now. <laughs> never, never, <laughs> yeah. never heard of anyone here. <laughs> uh, try being me. I brightened up when PWG came up because, uh, yeah, Martin's, uh, you're the, uh, I think you're the synth expert on this podcast, I think. Uh, well, I am from Sheffield, the home of uh, Human League, so I guess that makes me uh, the default. <laughs> and Warp. So, like, you like a bit of, like, is Aphex Twin not on Warp? Oh, they may be, yeah. Because that's like cracking films, Dead Man Shoes, of course. Oh, Are you yeah. trying to always find a way to bring up Dead Man Shoes? Yeah. Sorry, gents. I, uh,. I was trying to invite. I want to bring Dicky Bird on for a bit, but he doesn't seem to be let me let me add him. If you guys want to chat, and I'll uh, I'll. Yep. I'll, yep. Um, worst shows. Jesus. Mm. I feel like I've been quite lucky on that front. In that, like, mm. you know, like when we did that show and we talked about worst venues. I think like it was more. It probably was more the venue experience, really, for me. That like dragged shows down that i'd that, that i'd been to more that more so than the the show themselves like i was i was i was legit thinking about like every show that i'd ever been and was like going through benno and i think mm. when i dragged you along to um <laughs> well i think when i dragged you along to that nxt uk taping i think that legit might be the worst show that i've i've ever been to just because of you know one it was nxt uk and like and two it was just like never ending was it it was just like roll into an, oh, he's, he's another episode and he's another episode and he's another episode that was that was pure torture that one but um but <laughs> painfully so, average is the word isn't it? oh god i mean that was the one that immediately springs to mind but i i don't think i've got i, I kind of give a free pass to ones where it's like trade shows and things like that because i'm a bit like well I wasn't expecting like a card or a mega. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. just you just go and just to see some young lads and you know see you know somebody might stick or somebody you know you might see one person that you think like oh yeah he's you know he he's got something about him or something like that. Obviously within them shows there's 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 some absolute like you know awful stuff. But I think um, I think those kind of shows are ones where yeah definitely get a free pass from my point of view. I think for me the worst ones always boil down to the the experience that you've had in some way, be it the the venue or the crowd or or, or the brand. Mm. 
I just want to gonna... cut in there because I think I've managed to. Uh, I'm, oh, I think I've managed to uh, get Dickie Bird on the line. Dickie, yeah, there, mate. The legends. Oh, what have I? Uh, what have I walked into here? <laughs> a, a, a total I, mess I, I as far like... as me and Benno are concerned. Yeah, I feel like this is uh, like when your friends in, invite you over because they've been having a night, and you you come over and it's just like. <laughs> complete mess everybody is 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 drunk and just like yeah thanks for coming and um yeah uh, I, I i wish i was the refreshed one but i i did have to get myself up at uh, 1 a.m this morning australian time to listen to robert pearson and fuck it i just went the whole way through so uh, here we are oh that was uh that's quite the uh quite the quite the you know, I think me and Benno think we've uh, we're a bit fucked, but um, obviously getting up at one a.m. Because is it, it will it be eight there now in Australia, eight in the morning? Yeah, it's just it's just gone eight. Um, which uh, you know, I, I, I guess I've been living a little bit of uh, of either UK or US time. I, I haven't really felt like I've been living much Australian time anyway. So. Mm. Um, you know, I'll put, I I might put uh, Slammiversary on for a bit and then uh, and then Be have hard. a kip. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I, I did really want to get you on just for a bit because obviously couldn't have done this um, whole day without you. You know, you've been absolutely brilliant putting you know the graphics together and, and you know and the videos that everyone's been seeing all day and and just been absolutely brilliant because there has been um, a rotation of people who have been involved with this day at one point or another and you know and you've always been brilliant changing the posters and putting new graphics together so i just wanted to say a huge huge thank you to you for um, all the work you've done for this and uh, grapple guys you definitely need to uh, come up with a project you can work on with dickie at some point we've got ideas we've got oh, ideas yes. <laughs> we'll be calling uh, you dickie, mate. I, I will say thank uh, thank you so much for for the kind words, you know, Martin. Uh, you know, this it, it's funny because listening to people on 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 the stream today, especially like uh, Robert Pearson, where it's, you know, this is the stuff that I do. It's 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 more of a a labor of love. It's 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 not for any other any other reason. So look, if I've helped contribute towards you know, a, a single donation for, for your cause. And it is a, it is a great cause. Then that's my job done. That that's, that's what I'm, what I wanted to, to, to help with. Um, you know, I, I, I still laugh at the fact that after, after I did the poster, which, you know, was, was just the first bit, you know, I, you, you asked me if, if I wanted to, to put my logo on and I did the, the Twitter DM equivalent of laughing in your face because uh, you know it's <laughs> sort of what sort of uh, I guess to me wasn't wasn't the point. It wasn't trying to get myself you know pr promoted or anything, but uh, but but I said you know like oh you know you can feel free to like shout me out and stuff like that. And so obviously Martin proceeded to shout me out about twenty times across four different podcasts. So you know, I do obviously appreciate all of that. And it's, it is very, it is very nice, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and thanks for, for bringing me on. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the, 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 the people don't ask for their donations back after, after hearing me, you could say that it was a special <laughs> guest and they might've been thinking uh, Tony Khan or, or CM Punk or something. Uh, oh, no way, be you either of those two, mate. Yeah. After that money in the bank video that you did for up next, no. As Brandon said in the chat, hire Dickie. You deserve all the money in the world, please. No, no. Hey, I, I mean, look, you know, that, that that's one of the things is that, I mean, 
and, and that was the other thing that Rob, Robert Pearson said as well about you know the stuff that he did for uh, DC and 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 Ariel. You know, like a big part of it is is kind of putting stuff out there and, and seeing how people pop. You know, like seeing you know stuff. And and, and that was kind of I, I sort of got addicted after um, doing the Up Next Mania stuff with uh, Davey and Braden just seeing people in the in the twitch chat of that of that show um you know kind of make their comments and stuff like that and that that's kind of what you live for so um don't worry about uh you know hiring me or, or, or whatever but um you know i did i did put a bit of a, a list out there on my uh on, on my twitter it is it is pinned to to my uh to my twitter account at dickie bird media um you know that sort of me kind of uh, putting out there into the universe. You know some people that I want to work for. You know want to want to collaborate with. Um, you know obviously using the the what Cody Rhodes did when he was um, when he was a you know more affectionate kind of mm. mid Carter um, <laughs> instead of what he is now. Um, and uh and yeah so I'm, I'm just sort of wondering i don't know if you guys know um how i could get like a, a standing meeting with uh, uh grapple gareth um there we go <laughs> get some business done i was gonna say yeah you name the time we'll have it we'll have a word Thanks, that sounds man. good sounds good dms who else, are open. Who else is on and that, that uh, who else is on that list dicky oh uh, look Coincidentally, about eighty percent of that list is made up of the people that were on your stream, Martin. So that oh, was, wow, you know, you uh, that, that and that is a that is a coincidence. But um, but no, look, you know, I, obviously, um, I'm, I'm sort of chatting with some people, but it's not it's not exclusive. It it's sort of, you know, I, I guess to to fill people in, you know, like th this is I do this for a living, um, but it's kind of not as fulfilling when you're doing it for i don't know for 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 someone else for for a corporate or or, or mm. so forth and uh mm. and you know i'm I, i'm sort of you know living out that or just just sort of getting that creative freedom out there so you know i'm not asking for anything um you know i i think that as long if i can help people um you know or 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 showcase something using what I can do, then then I'm more than happy to 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 do that. Mm. Um, I I guess the only other thing is that I, I've I've kind of tried to perfect maximizing my minutes. You know, that's the other thing too. And so I know that you've you've said a lot of nice things, Martin, about how much effort that I've put in, and I don't want to pull the curtain back. But realistically, I haven't I haven't actually put. Heck of a lot I'll of take it. Take it all and, back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean, you better. know, not to say, even more impressive. Not, not to say that I, you know, haven't cared or I outsourced it to uh, the Philippines or anything like that. <laughs> you know, obviously, I, I did all I do all the work, but um, you know, I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the wrong side of thirties now, so I, I sort of got to the point where the best <laughs> the, the best thing I can do is, is sort of see how i can do things as as fast as possible improve my workflow etc cetera, etc cetera. and i know probably there's a, a waiting somewhere kind of nodding his head in approval at, at, <laughs> at that concept um but yeah i i, I think uh, you know i in 2007 i started working at a, a major broadcasting network here in uh, in australia and and that kind of 
showed me, you know, how to work fast. And that's kind of, you know, what I'm sort of doing now is like, mm. you know, you, you, you got to work fast and I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of tell a bit of a story. I used to work, I used to uh, do the, um, disaster reenactments for the primetime news uh here in, in australia yeah, <laughs> i mean well yeah it, 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 there's some good points and some bad points one of the bad points is waking up at six, six o'clock in the morning getting a call from your producer um giddy um about the fact that there was a plane crash and some people had had died mm. and and you want me to, to to come into the office straight away to put together a a 3D reenactment of of, uh, of of potentially what happened. Um, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, there was a bit of an adrenaline rush to it, despite the uh, you know uh, despite the grim nature, let, let, let us say. And 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 there were even some more head shaking moments when um, you know the producer would say, "Oh, there's a witness that say that they saw like a." an orange glow in the background. So that sounds like a, a massive explosion to me. So you want to recreate the, the thing for the news with, you know, sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it, it was uh, when uh, back back in the back in the days, I don't want to say back in the days because I think those days still exist when uh, the news is trying to to get as much ratings as 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 possible. Mm. But, but that experience kind of taught me about, you know, how to produce things as quick as possible with, you know, kind of sellers tape and popsicle sticks while still making things look, you know, with a, having, having a quality a, a about it um, sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of uh, a little bit of a background in that. And um, again, I, <laughs> I think it's just uh, you know, people, <laughs> Chris Elliott saying that's uh that's grim. Uh, it is grim, but um, but as a learning experience, I mean, you know, throwing yourself, putting yourself in the job uh, like that is uh, is pretty beneficial. So thank you very much for for bringing me on, Martin. I do appreciate it. Oh no, we just wanted to all this, uh, especially me, and I'm, I'm sure Benno as well. Just wanted to say thank you for all your work, and just wanted to say that. And um, yeah, it's great hearing your backstory. And um, you know, all power to you, mate. I hope you uh, tick all the uh, names off your list and just thank you for all the work you've done. Thank you for supporting and, and listening in. So, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, seeing more of your work. Uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot more of it um, coming up, especially with the stuff you're doing with the BDE and then um, hopefully more clients uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do have some things in the works, you know, I'm not going to get into it here because I think I've, I've taken up a, a you know, a, a fair chunk of the 12 hours. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'd suggest probably maybe just following me on, on Twitter at Dickie Bird Media, because that's probably where, well, that is where I'm going to, mm. you know, say what's happening with, with anything new, whether that's with, you know, um, uh, Davy, Davy and Braden or, uh, or with Grapple Gareth. Um, so, uh, or, uh, or my own stuff that I'm, uh, I, I'm going to be announcing kind of soon. So just, just go there and, and, uh, and, and yeah, listen, listen out for the next moves. Excellent. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. everyone. Bye. Bye. Well, just imagine, you know, the brilliant graphics he did for me, what he'd do if he, when he's making some effort. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've got ideas. Oh, guys. They're like, motors and canines. Dangerous combination, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, obviously ninety one just with Brit Ress. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, where were we at? Obviously, we're going to uh, be talking sort of like worst shows we've ever attended live, and I think Gareth was in the midst of talking to about some NXT UK shows that he dragged Benno along to, or gave him a free <laughs> ticket, more likely. <laughs> and we didn't even go back the second day. Now, if they'd have offered us to pose as journalists and ask questions and then get a nice picture with Sid Scarlett, maybe we would have stayed. And maybe it would have been great. It's definitely gone dark now. That was a reference. Uh, I don't mean it. Anyway. <laughs> so you're saying, Gareth, there's not many that sort of come to the top of your head that you were like oh that was a really bad show not even the progress show where you know people were passing out in new york and you know soiling themselves and vomiting and stuff because the heat was so intense yeah. apparently Funny, that was just that was just because of the pro- it was a progress show um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i mean that, that's what i was saying kind of thing really like, even even in its you know even the show itself like if you look at if you, if you think about something like that and like if i think purely about the wrestling that was on that show and things the show itself like in isolation like was was decent enough you know like the you know the the, the wrestling that was on the on the show was decent enough like obviously the experience of being there was like what made that the absolute shits because like Oh God! Like you know, I've again I talked about it on our Patreon episode about like worst venues, and this was the one that just like took the cake for me. Like it was at the Elmcore Centre in New York, and it was a venue that probably conservatively should have had about like eight hundred or nine hundred people in there. There was comfortably like one and a half thousand people in there. The, mm. It was like the middle of fucking summer in New York. It was absolutely like the the. I mean. People have been going on about today being hot. Like, it didn't even touch, like, how hot <laughs> it was that, that particular day. The air conditioning was broke in the building. Like, like Benno's alluded to my line there before about having, like, a, <laughs> just a waterfall of sweat just, like, running from the top of my head down my ass crack. <laughs> so for several for several hours stood there, you know, it, it was always the, uh, the the other line is like turning and looking at Sarah and then just the, been that much humidity in the air that she just looked like Carlos Valderrama, like her hair had just suddenly just gone like, <laughs> and just like suddenly like quadrupled in size and volume and, and, and things. Yeah. And, but then, yeah, on, on top of that, you've got, you know, God, you know, you've, you have, you've got people passing out, you know, someone shit himself, you know, then TK Cooper broke his leg and, you know, we had to sort of, you were sort of like stuck, stranded in this building while uh, the, the well, I got the, the ambulance in and got rid of uh, TK Cooper for that match. And then, you know, you still had Walter in the main event, so you weren't going anywhere. I was still hanging on for the, uh, still hanging on for the Atlas title match there, you know. So, uh, so all in all, I mean, the show itself was was, was pretty good. The uh, the uh, yeah the copious amounts of sweat and humidity and just been packed into like you know a doubly booked wrestling venue with uh, yeah, fifteen hundred obviously hygienic wrestling fans who'd uh, yeah, clearly <laughs> come with as much uh, deodorant on as they uh, possibly could as uh, as we all normally do it. Uh, yeah, d- that was uh, that's that's definitely one that immediately springs to mind when I think of uh, bad shows. But yeah, like I say, it, it was it was all about the the physical environment, not not so much the in ring stuff. But I think that that can play a big part, though. The physical environment can, you know, you could be watching mm. Kabashi against Masawa three times in a row, and the physical environment can play a large part. I mean, we were talking about it earlier about um, 
about the Joey Janela Spring Break 2, I think it was. And um, I'm sure, JP, if you asked Joe what the worst show he's ever been to, it would probably be top of the list for him as well. I mean, this thing yeah. just went and went and went and went. They shut the bar at about 3 o'clock in the morning, then it was still going. Then, oh, oh well, it must be over now. Now the great Sasuke's coming out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the main event. Oh, great Sasuke's doing some bin spots. Great Sasuke's doing this. I swear, every five minutes in that main event, Joe's turning to me and going, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? <laughs> I think he, rather than saying, do you want to go, he, he probably was like, let's just fucking go because I, I'm losing my mind and I'm turning delirious. But um, obviously far too polite to say that to me. But yeah, in terms of that, that always comes to like quite highly for me. I can't even... There was a battle royal that seemed to go on for about three hours, and yeah, and it's great watching this stuff. Like, I'm imagine you guys were, you know, setting your pants at home eating your breakfast <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning, but being there live, being there live in the building, and it really became a test of the will. And yeah, just that has got to be top of the list for like worst shows. And you know, the wrestling might have been amazing. Oh, we um, I mean, we had we had that really good uh, Walter versus PCO match. When I think of Joey Janela as a Spring Break too much. Spring break, I don't think about that much at all. I just think about the uh, the, the torture everyone was being put through in their <laughs> building. It was still rough watching at home, to be honest, Well, like because that was the <laughs> one I remember now where it was like, you said eating your breakfast, it was like half nine in the morning, and I was sat there watching fucking Joey Janela thinking, what am I doing with my life for having not slept with a podcast to <laughs> do with JP like six hours after that? It was like, it was probably a low moment in life, if I'm honest, um, but also a high moment. It was fun. <laughs> Um, I've just seen, uh, obviously this is uh, Gareth's former neck of the woods I've just seen um, someone put on the chat Chris Elliott, the worst show he went to was a show in Carlisle that featured Jake Roberts and had a main event of Paul Birchall versus Iceman I mean, what a main event (laughs) (laughs) That's rough Yeah What about you, JP? I mean, you were you were going to FWA shows in the dying embers of FWA. Surely well, you you saw some stinkers there. Frontiers, Frontiers of Honor. Uh, I, I I was at. Watch I yourself. Wasn't like, um, and the Dirt Bike Kid show, the massacre okay. on uh, Valentine's Day massacre. I think show for that one. But um, I was actually thinking the worst show is is I had an awful experience taking my sons when they were like five. Uh, what was it? Six and eight to go and see a. a a raw house show and it was that cursed tour where i think rollins had gotten injured just after getting the belt after mania or something along those lines and like it was just a shit show i hate the o2 it was an awful experience Mm. um but i've also managed to kind of be quite good at curating what shows and what what's the expectation level basically so like the kind of family shows i've been to i've always just gone oh fine like whatever you can't really rate them it's the shows with that bit more expectancy i i remember going to um that progress 100 unboxing thinking this is shit like from beginning to end that was just an mm-hmm. awful fucking show um you lads probably reviewed it but i honestly to god i i, I was it was borderline unwatchable at points i think when abbott came out when i'm off for a fag fuck this um and it was one of those shows where there was uh, we were getting grief for where like people telling us this is where we would normally stand at shows and it's just like it doesn't really work like that it's kind of first mm. come first so so i didn't enjoy it, it was like at that point i just sort of went oh yeah progress just is sort of done for me 
um, I think I've just been to lots sort of like wacky shows, like the Vader show and mm. the Sam Adonis show, and um, I'm trying to think of like um, what was the Sam Adonis show again? Oh, that was the one in the cockpit where he started doing a load of homophobic slurs just out oh, of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, and it never made air, air. Mm. and it was just like it, it was just sort of where the fuck is this come from? Um, but the but for the most I, for the most part, I've been kind of lucky. I think it's it's more those big shows that I don't really enjoy, apart from um, uh, Royal Quest, which was amazing. That was a that, that was a great show. Oh, that was an excellent show. That one, yeah, yeah. God, you had to be there, didn't you? <laughs> fuck you both. I oh, know, yeah. Same for me as well, by now. We were watching that and, uh, NXT, and you. what was it? The NXT TakeOver. And then we had to podcast about it after. Yeah. <laughs> what that's were we thinking, honestly? Uh, yeah, uh, that's, one of, that's one of my biggest regrets. Um, definitely of all time. Not that the lads ever let me forget it. I don't even know why I didn't go because I was going down to you all the Red Pro sort of New Japan shows. I don't even know why I didn't go, whether I had a commitment or I couldn't get the time off work or whatever. That must have been the reason that I had to work in the morning or something. Uh, yeah, for me, it was more the idea of, oh, you know, we could do three shows, you know, we'll watch NXT UK, watch the uh, watch uh, <laughs> the, the New Japan show, and then we'll also watch AEW at night. Um, but yeah, probably wasn't worth the sack. I'll be there next time. Next time, they have a, if they ever come back to the Copper Box. <laughs> Are you sure you won't be tied to that NXT UK? You'll be sat, sat, <laughs> they will run they will run against it. So you you might they be will. torn again, mate. You might be thinking, oh, maybe I need to sit, stay at home and watch NXT UK as well, so I can get both shows on. I've already made the joke, but I'll make it again. UK, mate. You can ask a couple of questions, couldn't you? Look, well, yes, you let me on TV. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> I wonder what it'd take to... to get Benno on that BT bus. I wonder what the like sort of stakes it after were. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a Greg's a Greg's pasty. Top window. Just be like hold, walking in front of him, just like holding like a fishing rod with a Greg's bag on the end of it, and just like walking onto the bus, following it. Imagine it though, like if if like I said this to JP on Friday. Imagine like you know some idiot PR person's like, oh, we need to get media in, and like somehow grapple gets a pass, <laughs> we turn up. And we're there, and uh, we lock eyes with Smallman, and and we get kicked yeah. out. I feel like that'd be a really good story. So you know, I'd go just for that. Be a moral victory, I think. Yeah. I will. Well, my first question would just be so about all the nonsense, and then I'd see how it went from there. <laughs> Sorry, charity stream. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> At what point in your life did you become a massive coward? Yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be. I'll be asking that to the other journalists, not the. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it worth it? to speak to these lads really is it worth it they your dreams get better dreams um, that's all i'll say <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is a bad show for you um it's a uh, great bash heel has put in the chat european king of the death match in colchester what colchester <laughs> that's it when... you don't need to tell me anything else <laughs> european king of the death matches in colchester done that's yep. it that's when right was tonight. that went about six hours had three the british delawares and Ian Rotten matches, oh, three Mickey Knuckles and Ian Rotten matches on a six-hour show. Jeez. I'm looking that up right now. How did Ian Rotten get in the country? We can't let Snoop Dogg in or, or fucking... <laughs> we can't, we can't... Jeff Hardy. You just didn't get in the country. <laughs> but, but Ian Rotten can. Right, okay, I'll see how it is. He must have done some stuff, no? You'd think so. I mean, he's a shady fucker at the best of times, and that's... <laughs> 
that's the kind of thing you'd actually end up putting on his gravestone, wouldn't you, really? I know, I know. I'm I'm trying to think for me, because like, like Gareth said, like if you wanted to purely just say on boredom, yeah, you know, it could easily be, you know, <laughs> do that NXT UK show that we went to or, you know, some of maybe the, the lower end progress shows, maybe, but I think, yeah, like yeah. I always get some enjoyment out of, out of shows, like even like thinking back to, you know, we talked earlier, didn't we, Martin, about like the, you know, uh, you talk about like a, an all-star or whatever, you'd run like the, the Liverpool Olympia and the, mm. the shows would be absolute hot garbage, you know, family friendly, you know, ring announcer, you know, going, come on, kids, cheer for that guy or chant this. And it was just awful stuff. But then, like, the shows I went to, the reason I went to them is because I got to see Brian Danielson and I got to see Colt Cabana. And, you know, not that their matches were particularly great either, but, like, I've still got that happy memory, I suppose, of uh, of those shows. I think I'd probably go outside of, like, actual in-ring content, really, to get to something I, I truly hated. And, yeah, this is one I talked about not long ago, the uh, when the uh, the controversy turned up on Twitter again of the, uh, the NWO uh, UK Tour 2013, <laughs> where... Uh, some some chancer was still trying to flock the t-shirts in 2021 uh, but was it the princely sum of like 500 quid you got like 8,000 t-shirts or something like that that said NWA to NWO takeover tour 2013 um, yeah. well you know cheaper than Primark in it JP you know it is so, <laughs> there is that um, but those selling shows, it like bubs out of the wire fucking oh yeah yeah trolley. <laughs> But yeah, as I said at the time, like those shows were bad because it was, you know, a case of, you know, we, we paid before, we paid again when we got there on the door because, you know, the the, the promoter had done a run and they didn't know who paid and who hadn't. And then, you know, it was Nash Hall and X-Pac, like a speak it spoken word tour. And they were fuming at the promoter. Scott Hall didn't come out for the first hour because he was eating his dinner. Uh, he just let uh, Nash and uh, I assume he was eating his dinner. He might have been doing something else. It is Scott Hall after <laughs> all. But Nash and, uh, and X-Pac kind of carried the load, like clearly grumpy. Um, and then we all got photos with them that, that never got printed out um, because they didn't pay the photographer. Um, and then at the end, we all got items signed. And despite paying for, for signed items with the uh, the price of the ticket on the door, they wanted money again for that. Um, so, like, you know, people were, were, were putting their hand in the pocket even even again. Then I managed to get a couple of VHSs signed uh, on the sly um, by National Hall. To be honest, he put anything in front of them, they would have uh, put a signature on it. But it was just such a, like, you know the state of Brit Res kind of thing, where like that that promoter will remain nameless. That man from Scotland who appeared on uh, Davina McCall's uh, show, telling us selling as uh, his sub story on ITV a few years later, like utter chancer. Just yeah, you know, set up Nash Hall and X Pack. Didn't tell them that uh, it was like a seven hour drive from Scotland to uh, to the next venue. Didn't give them any of the information and pocketed everyone's money and did the runner. It was uh, pure Brit Res though. Didn't they also, in, in between these seven-hour drives, have a range at some kind of, like, comic store and that for them to do, like, a quick hour signing or whatever, and they were just flatly refused? I'm sure I read that somewhere as well. Like, they were like, oh, lads, we're just going to drive from, um, you know, I know you've not eaten or slept or, you know, I don't know, <laughs> everyone hates us now, but uh, we're just going to stop off and do a, a signing at this comic store for an hour. Is that all right? Yeah, and they were just like... Yeah, no. I remember that story. I remember that story. Like, saying that, though, the lads were still working because Nash and Hall, when they were on on the mic, were like, oh, yeah, should we bring Hogan next time? And the fans were cheering. I was like, who's paying for this? Like, what are you on about? <laughs> this hasn't gone well. You're going to add Hogan to the mix as well. Mm. Uh, but, by the way, this all took took place at the Reebok. Um, you know, <laughs> that, that was, that was the, uh, the stadium this took place at, which is, again, absolutely ridiculous. Like, what a, what a great sense of about, 
<laughs> yeah, he had, he had a couple of questions for uh, for X back. He asked them about uh, the matches with Bret Hart from 1995. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how to launder money. <laughs> hey, the lads are not to answer. Have you ever read the not not the big Sam Twitter feed? If you can remember that, he was a massive wrestling fan. Was Sam Allardyce? <laughs> I would have thought you would have loved it if the fucking NWO had turned up at the Reebok. Loved a good chippy and a, a Friday night edition of Raw on Sky Sports. Oh, mate. Point of the game found, of darts. He'd be, I think we be... found with that Telegraph article that uh, Sam Allardyce is a fan of anybody who will grease his hand, basically, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, he, he was yeah. definitely one of them Literally people in like a social club <laughs> on a on a Saturday on a Friday night, you know, just peering at Rora beyond the telly in the corner, he'd be pretending not to watch it, but he'd be watching it. I, I believe Sam that was like, proper wrestling bomb. Oh yeah. Allardyce but, would have been all over the attitude era. He would have been absolutely <laughs> all over it at that point in time. Yeah. Don't you think he'd be more of an NWA man, like traditionalist, you know? Oh, he'd have been watching WCW ninety two. <laughs> he'd have been watching he'd have, he'd have watched World of Sport. <laughs> and he'd have watched WCW. He may not have talked about it. It may not have been a thing that he talked about in the dressing room. You know, <laughs> you like to see Z-Man last night. You know that type of stuff. <laughs> I could I could see him being like um, flipping and flopping between the two shows during the Attitude Era. It'd be very much like a Jeff Jarrett style character. I think like I could just imagine him holding up Vince for like fifteen grand before a show or something like that before he uh, goes out there. Just as long as it was in um, fresh notes in a uh, in, in, in a brown envelope that was just slipped into his uh, Donny Sports bag or Head Sports bag or something like that. It's probably uh, hard for getting uh, getting ready. At that time, it's a. I reckon Big Big Sam would have been playing them off each other, but uh, not quite in a Brian Pillman way. Well, Britain's needs Big Sam. That's what'll save us. Take us into uh, 2022. <laughs> well, like, yeah, think... I mean, he couldn't do any worse than what position we're already in, could he? Really? <laughs> to be fair, he's Very a bit than Ancelotti at Everton. <laughs> <Don't stop. laughs> you sure Sarah can't hear you, mate? That high. Uh, she's in bed. That's a lot. One that that stands out for me, if you're talking shit shows, actually, the more I've thought about it is the what was once the hot ticket in town were those Schadenfreude and friends Tuesday night grap shows in Manchester, and then like towards the end of those, it was just like. Oh, there's only so many times you can watch Mark Davis and Kid like us go out there with mm. inflatables and like have a match with inflatables, which were like hilariously funny, you know, in the uh, in the in the first instance. But when you've seen them pretty much every month for a fucking two year period or something like that, you know, there's a there's only so many times you can see a uh, inflatable person, you know, do a bloody four twenty off a balcony or something like that before you just sort of left arms folded like a grumpy miserable old man just going this is this is shit i'm not coming back to this anymore i'm far too old for this rubbish and clearly when at first they were like uh, like with comedy wrestling and with stuff like that as long as there's kind of there's a bit of thought and a bit of like purpose gone into it and they've maybe done something that's a bit clever or something then fair dues but like by the end of that schadenfreude run quite clearly it was just a case of like Mark Davis walking through the curtain, someone handing him an inflatable and been like, yeah, just go and do something with that for 10 minutes kind of thing, as opposed <laughs> to having, having something clever to, to work with. 
the fucking shits. If if uh, the only good part thing about that was having a bevy with um, with with Andy and Chris and people like that before the uh, before the show over the over the road at the uh, the uh, Crown and Kettle because uh, <laughs> yeah if those uh, if those shows don't come back I don't, I don't think it's going to be any any loss to the scene. Yeah. The one of those I went to, like I, I, I met you there, Gareth, but I had to work late, so I drove myself there. That was one of the biggest mistakes of my life. That was worse than Copper Box, that going to going to fucking Schadenfreude and friends sober. Like you need five pints in you if you're gonna go in that building. Like <laughs> it's necessary. I, f- I found this uh, I found this um this show from Colchester. It was um co promoted between WXW and XSW whoever the fuck they were, Gorefest, European King of the Deathmatch 2006. <laughs> <laughs> there literally are um, three Mickey Knuckles versus um, Ian Rotten matches on here. Oh, my God. Benno. Oh, um, yeah. We're I, the, doing a the main, Flashback. The, the main event is Iceman against Ian Rotten. I mean, who else Uh-oh. are you going to put up against Iceman? Ross Jordan against Pac? That's not too bad. Uh, who else have we got on here? Uh, you know, the uh, usual Johnny Storm, Bad Bones, who, uh, Cesaro's on there. Um, yeah, but, yeah, Iceman against Steve Douglas. Yeah, well, after, uh, if it's a slow week, as a slow month, Benno, as it often is in Brit <laughs> Rest, we'll have to uh, pull that one out of the chamber. Bloody hell, I didn't know that existed. I've, I've saw um, Sean has mentioned in the chat, Wrestling Deutschland, JP, like, there's an oh, argument yeah. for that. Remember that one year where it was a sp- especially bad and like like wrestling deutschland is like it's a really good idea like alongside like the carrot the main carrot shows yeah. basically it's a it's an offer show of like a match pair promotion um of all like these different rando i mean shindy german groups and yeah right. there was like there's a couple of years of it that were particularly rough but like you were at that one weren't you jake yeah. like are these trained wrestlers like what's and it wasn't on? it wasn't in the turban Haller. It was in this that's like right, nightclub. Is the Steffi? Steffi's, Steffi's, that's it, Steffi's. Yeah, and it was also that was the day where we had to hide in that Buster's porno shop. Um, <laughs> I bought some wine hide, guns while I was hide. there. With Shona was there with us as well. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> with Andy and Jeff. It was pissing. Oh no, it down. This, I was thinking was of the black absolutely black. lashing it down, and I went in there and I was absolutely hanging from the night before. Like I'd barely slept. I'm watching this, and it was it was just shit. It was absolutely shit wrestling and you just sat all around a nightclub and at various points you could just see people sort of sat at the back nearly thinking they were going to puke um yeah it was it, that wrestling do- when you get when it gets shindy in germany it gets shindy very quickly like i've yeah. seen uh yeah. drop off of oh. like premier league to like league three <laughs> it's, it's rough and, and the thing is as well when you look at the turban haller from the outside to what it is on the inside that there, there is a place that um it's it, it, what is inside it does not look like the outside because you just think you're walking onto a fucking building site and in many ways it is but it's one with with heart and with soul Very not good. like the steffi which is <laughs> they're playing a lot of trance there as well yeah. wouldn't they they'd have those club nights benno when they oh yeah yeah on. yeah that's and we got too old for that what about like the second or third year we went it was like oh, you know God, what <laughs> Yeah. Let's go to bed and get up in the morning and watch more wrestling. That's a that's a better shout. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you have you been to a carrot or tag league or anything, Gareth? I always feel like I get a hard time because I've never made the uh, trip over to Germany. No, nah, this is my royal quest. Basically, is uh, not having <laughs> not having not having been over there. I, th- I think mm. it was the um, oh, it, 
the, it was the year that they, they did the three-way main event, didn't they? And everyone came back like absolutely raving about it. And it was like the best time. And, and I was thinking like, ah, oh, like I've missed out there. And I thought it won't be as good next year. And then I think everyone came back the following year, just been like, oh, that was absolutely amazing again kind of thing. And then I thought like, all right, I've got to, got to do this finally. And then just like, I think something clashed with it the last time that it was on, which meant that mm-hmm. I couldn't go. Was I, I was away. I was in Canada, I think at the time. So couldn't go to that one. But then, um, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, still going to go. But now you're kind of like looking at the, you know, I was was looking at it and thinking, God, you've probably missed the boat now. The rest, you know, it's going to be a totally different experience. The Obviously, the wrestling, the quality of the wrestling ain't going to be as, uh, ain't going to be as good and things like that. But then, so I was thinking, "Mm, would I go like when it was on? I'd probably just go for the crack, really. And I think when I was listening to, um, when you had uh, the two Sarahs on earlier and, you know, they were talking about it and, you know, just very much talking about it from like the, the social standpoint as well. I was sat, sat in the garden there thinking, yeah, I'll be there. If I've got nothing else on, I've got, I've got to get that trip to Germany done in the future, but just feel like, oh, what a shame kind of thing that I missed out on the the best years of it, really. It's uh, it's, it's definitely one of those that's in my uh, regrets list when it comes to wrestling. Oh, yeah, mate, the wrestler yeah. might it's not like, be as good anymore, but you will get a Robbie Brookside propaganda video. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. You absolutely. Know? <laughs> that was a dark moment. <laughs> it really was. The atmosphere Sorry, of the room very much changed at that point. <laughs> it really did, yeah. And it's not been the same since. There'll be one of them now where you go and everyone's just going, yeah, shall we get to the bar five minutes later? Yeah, do you fancy another drink, mate? Because literally no one will be interested in what's going on in the ring. I mean, that's kind of true anyway, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that what Brit Rose was built on. <laughs> like, yeah. If I cut Pro Brit, it built an entire brand on that. And, mm. you know. Have you, uh, has anybody else got any other shouts for uh, sort of like, why was that sort of like wrestling, wrestling Deutschland show so bad? Oh, it's, it's just terrible wrestlers. Like yeah. the absolute drop off. Like basically, WXW is so far ahead in terms of like professionalism and the whole setup that the trainees are, are perfectly decent. But outside of that, like a lot of these promotions, they're, it's, they're just badly run. They're like, you know, so you get people there who are very much out of shape. There was a cowboy, there was a lad in a in a cowboy gimmick, I can remember. Um, various kind of big hairy men. There was a battle royal with what looked like to be like virtual children at points in there. Like, so I was like, this lad's not 16. And he's been sort of pummeled by the German Drew McDonald uh, in the corner. And it was just rough. It's just like very rough wrestling. And it dragged on. And because you're hung over and it's a dark room as well, you're thinking, I could sleep while I'm here. Like potentially I could do that. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, just bad wrestling. Imagine sort of um, WAW stuff. Right. Sean is saying some of them did have amusing gimmicks though, so it, it might have kind of yeah. made up for it. Yeah. I was probably too hungover though. That's, uh, <laughs> the, common, the other one, common occurrence. The, the other one that jumps out to me that I think I referenced on that bad venue show was just that in 2016 when um, Five Star started off with their tours. So this was before they even did the. Um, this was oh, before. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this was before they even had the TV shows. So this was like two years before they had them shit TV shows that were that were on. But it was they were playing the Echo Arena, and it's like, yeah, all right, yeah, it's it's on your doorstep. It's wrestling, like why not? Kind of thing. I'll go, and then so you get there, and there's 
you realise that you're like one of a hundred people in like an eleven thousand you know seater arena, which you know from off, from from the off there where you're talking about the experience and like literally being able to like hear someone like slurping his drink on the other side of the arena and things like that was uh, you know just that embarrassing uh, embarrassing environment. Just but just some of the stuff that's like that's on there when you like looked at it as well for it to only draw so badly like you know mm-hmm. i always point back there was a, there was a six-man tag and it was like ray mysterio will osprey his zack saber jr against you know whisper it quietly now but jimmy avick marty's girl who were big names at the time and mm-hmm. magnus <laughs> like that's like that was like a mid-card match on that show you know like it was such a load of random parents like aj styles was on that show like who di- who didn't know that they needed to see like joe coffee versus carlito in front of 100 people in the echo arena in the like you know one of those just <laughs> random like random events of your of your of your lifetime but that was um like that was one of them where having been to that show when they suddenly announced that they were going to try the same model and put it on tv the the red flags were already uh, already were up in the uh, up for me on that one and i think you went the tv taping in liverpool didn't you benno that they they put on. i did yeah the echo arena and that was it It was one of them where like, we got everyone i knew was getting freebies on the day like it was like you couldn't move for somebody offering you a ticket and that was the same thing like full full size echo arena completely topped off um with like yeah empty seats galore dead show but for some reason live on free sports like how that lad convinced free sports to give him the money to run a live wrestling show every week and pay all them wages and don't forget you know we mentioned Rey Mysterio and that on the show they were flying them over every week they were flying Jack Swagger in once a week like he wasn't living in the country they paid a flight for Jack Swagger once a week to get him in the country like there were loads of names like that and like unbelievably they ran out of money um which is which is a real shock before the uh the end of the run but uh i know like quillen said that before you know he did stuff with free sports as well but like mm. if they just give somebody competence all of that money before it all ran out i feel like you know we might have had something decent here someone it could be like no listen we need to run from like the electric ballroom or like the ritz or like a cool venue like that keep it small but we'll we'll, we'll put you on a a really good show that'll look good on tv uh it might still not have worked but Fuck me, it'd be a better, better than that money pit that was a, uh, that was a, uh, that, that company. I'm just looking oh, yeah. like now, I just did some of the lineups on there, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a show in Plymouth, and it's like Jack Swagger against Eddie Ryan. It's like they flew, <laughs> Jack, they, they flew Jack Swagger in from America <laughs> to take on Eddie Ryan in Plymouth. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was at that. Um, I think I went to the same tour that Gareth was talking about because um, at Sheffield Arena we had a uh, Rey Mysterio against AJ Styles, and I think obviously they were promoting that as like you know I don't think it had happened before or whatever, or maybe only happened a couple of times. And um, my mate came with us, who's like a fair weather fan. He's more into sort of like the mainstream stuff and that. And then when we got in there, and there was about five hundred people, and that's being very generous in a huge arena, he was like. What's going on here then? There's AJ Styles and uh, Rey Mysterio and everybody on. And I was like, I think this promotion is what's going on here. Yeah, and, and he had like a, an undercard. The funniest thing on the show was that John Morrison and Carlito came out and did a promo, and they were blatantly both just taking the piss, going like, you know, they were kind of doing it kind of like a uh, Hong Kong martial arts film, like, well, you said you want to fight me, so I'll fight you. And they were both like, pissing themselves while they were doing this and i was like this is probably the best part of the show so far and there were tons of kids there all in the ray mysterio mask so 
it was literally Rey Mysterio drone these 500 people and that was it. Nobody cared about anything else because I'm sure that was the, uh, it wasn't even the main event. It was like the midpoint main event. So like loads of parents just like took all these kids in the Rey Mysterio mass and left at like half time. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just looking, I'm just looking at the card for that show, Martin, and it's like, Saying here, like on on cage match, AJ Styles defeated Rey Mysterio in eight minutes. I can only yeah. imagine the work rate that was going on <laughs> for them uh, to get their checks. <laughs> and, that, and that was even before Rey had, had his knees sorted out. Obviously, you know he's, he's moving; he's not lighter on his feet now. Back then, it was like his knee; he had no cartilage left in his knees. So, uh, yeah, um, I remember AJ oh, was killing, killing it. Twenty-five grand later, I'm <laughs> AJ killed it at the merch table before on though. Oh yeah, I bet yeah, I bet yeah. Uh, I saw in the chat Chris Elliott mentions uh, that. Remember that spot where Rob Van Dam runs in to save Grado, but doesn't realize Grado's on his team as a shoot and does like a spin kick on him, <laughs> like not knowing who Grado was, just assuming he was one of the heels. He wasn't. Uh, great moments like that happens on that TV show. So at least they gave us something. Hey, you know what, um, uh, Benno, you know how uh, Pollock was saying earlier about, you know, perhaps you might, if you're an indie wrestler, you don't want to do all the podcasts and stuff, but he, he thinks it's good to, you know, be selective and, and do quite a few because then it prepares you for doing mm. bigger media outlets and stuff. I think that's basically what Zach Gibson was using those five-star shows for because he opened pretty yeah. much every show doing a promo for 10 minutes, you know, with live TV cameras or maybe recorded TV cameras, you know, at least going on some kind of TV station. I think he basically used that as some kind of, like, you know, practice mm. for maybe going to WWE down the line. Because he, he, I think he opened pretty much all of those shows. I think the only decent crowd they had was that Plymouth show because it was a much smaller venue. It was, like, Plymouth Pavilions mm. or whatever, and they actually... That was the only one they packed out. But it's like you say, it's like all these, you know... I'm sure there's promoters who could have done a lot more with the money that they got, and it's like, why was it... You know, free. Why were people draining money into free sports? It's just beyond me to this day. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but hey, you know, it, it gave us some funny stories and some funny TV. So at least we got that out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, has anyone got? Um, I can't think of any of it. I've been to some like dull shows, but other than mm. the Janella show, there's no shows that really stick out to me as being like awful. Has anyone? Mm. Has anyone else got any any others that? Um, I mean, uh, we, who was live at that Vader show? Was it just JP who, who were chatting to now? Because that was um, that was kind of like a, yeah. I know it seemed like it was a template for um, what we're getting That's now with sort of like these freak these freak shows that we're getting now with um, you know, what is it, Driller or whatever? Oh, Triller. Yeah. Triller. Triller. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where where is slap fighting, Martin? Where has it gone? <laughs> like it's That's what we want post pandemic. At this point, it's a bit a bit of slap fighting, especially going into. Uh, <laughs> covid free world um but yeah the um that was that was just a mental event because it was one of these things where you were just curious to see how this played out it was like how are they going to get a match out of him and i remember just me joe and and joe's brother sam we just all stood up on our chairs i was there with my sons who were sat down didn't not getting why i'm stood up why their father is stood on top of a chair chair watching like Vader not bumping and Will Ospreay trying to like kill himself with crazy just like was Will Ospreay wrestling himself for large portions of this match there was a bit where Ricochet came in Pete Dunne 
when he got the win, like, and the and the crowd started booing straight away because everyone knew what it was with Vader. It, it was just a kind of experience as much as anything else, just to see it. It was just so wacky and not Rev Pro to do something like that. And I remember on the way out, saw Chris here. I was like, what did you make of that? And he just went, that was something. That was that was something. It was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I loved it. It was in some ways it was like one of the more memorable experiences of it because it was just a as a match. It was just kind of bizarre. Pete Dunne ran in for Vader's team on that as well. Which when you think about that, that's mental. That in that ring at one point you had Will Ospreay, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and Vader. Like that's just crazy stuff. Hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what's he said? I said in the chat, ICW Fear and Loathing 11. X1 is 11 in Roman numerals, right? I'm uh, very tired. But in 2018, was awful as well. Only one good match on a 10-match card, no interval, and there were only 2,000 people in the fucking Hydro. Terrible show. I was cold and bored throughout. Was that the one that Kevin Nash came and did an appearance for and probably got paid about 50 grand? <laughs> He just hobbled down to the ring and did a promo about how great ICW was. And it's like, fuck you, Kevin. You've never watched ICW in your entire life. I bet you don't even watch it now. It's on the WWE Network. Good lad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's our hero. Um, Yeah, I remember that. God, eh. We are, we are, we are past the uh, the twelve hour mark. I don't know how long you guys want to go, but um, Hugh, obviously, I just want to shout out oh. Benno. Thank you so much for joining me on this uh, twelve hour podcast. I have got one question though before we leave because it was brought up on Twitter today by Benno's friend, Matty <laughs> Edwards, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. That is the uh, definitive question that was brought up today. I think you got a <laughs> lot of traction behind that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I would traditionally, up until this last year, been a Shawn Michaels guy. I feel like, you know, one, the NXT stuff that we know he's aged, and two, how well Brett's stuff has aged in comparison. I just don't think I can continue to be a Shawn Michaels guy anymore. I think, yeah, I voted for Brett Hart in Matthew's poll, and normally in this situation, I'd be the one defending Shawn, but yeah, I think I'm very, uh, very clearly on, a, on Team Brett here. Brett, not even a question for me. It's Brett. Yeah, and absolutely for me, hundred percent Brett on, on on this one. I think uh, for a variety of reasons. I think probably the the, the range and quality of matches with it, that he had with a different level of um, opponent for me, not been an absolute knobhead like uh, Sean Michaels that, that that comes into it not needing to like drug women with Marty Jannetty in the 80s in hotel rooms allegedly and that's that side of things as well and yeah just uh, just generally saying what he wants and saying Triple H's shit and things like that as well and just not caring about it I, uh, good, good old Brett every time I, I will say Brett obviously Sean gets a lot of flack now don't he because for his NXT agent in. It's almost like everyone's forgot that comeback he had where he had all those five-star matches and everyone's like, yeah, you're just a shit agent now. Um, who won't get over the fact that he's lost his hair, so he wears a variety of really odd sort of like things to cover his hair up. I remember at that, um, was it the Saudi show? He had sort of like a weird thing around his head and it's like, we can all see that you're bald. But anyway, 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's got to be Brett for me. I mean, just as a kid, and obviously reading all the Sean shit shithousery, I was still like all about Brett, and then. Brett, just because he released the greatest video of all time, him saying, showing off his, well, I don't even know the context of it, but him showing off his Simpsons figure and then going, have you got one of these as well? And he, that voice, <laughs> that, and you don't know whether he's talking about his voice activated TV or the fact that he's on the Simpsons, but that is, that is the greatest video that the internet has ever produced and I have no idea of the context of it. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, it's Brett. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me and Bano for this oh, uh, for the, uh, home stretch. Well oh, done, lads! You, You're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, obviously, you know, this is this is Martin's baby, and Martin, you put together an incredible lineup. We've raised a whole load of money, um, which I think is absolutely awesome as well. And you know, it's been absolutely you know to answer what you said before been my pleasure to uh to join you on this journey and uh and jump in wherever i've been able to uh, to help a little bit as well so yeah it's flew by mate we've done 12 hours could do another 12 more here but you know let's uh let's leave it at that we'll pass the <laughs> as sean has said the chat yeah we could go to the other 12 o'clock now but no, this will uh this will do for a day but i tell you what mate it, uh, it it flew by really didn't it there were a couple of points in the day where i was looking at the clock but you know uh, we had such a great lineup of guests that like it, it, in the end it, it flew by and like i say each each guest was uh brought something unique to the table and yeah we had loads of loads of great conversations to keep us busy and to uh to stop us clock watching so yeah you know again much credit to you for putting this together and yeah this uh putting the you know this all together and getting a, a great load of money for this great cause so yeah it's been a uh, much applause to you and uh yeah i think you deserve uh, all the applause that you're getting no oh, thank you so much but well, honestly no bullshit i couldn't have done this without you i was just thinking earlier you, you know you were so helpful in like you know keeping you know the conversation flowing and stuff like that there was one point where i actually felt drunk <laughs> and i'd not even drunk a drink but that's the past, but, um... i kept forgetting names that was my thing today. like i'll be telling a story and be like i know who that is why can't i remember the name Colt cabana like and i'm just like you know what i'll just i'll just i'll just skip it it's fine it's part of the delirium of the uh, of the day no it's uh <laughs> we got through it though, mate. We got through it together. Yeah. And, 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 you'll, uh, and, you, and you slack Jim Ross off as well, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's not doing a fucking 12 hour stream, is he? So he can get lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in a comic relief fashion, I'll do the uh, grand total for the day. And this, it, they don't, I know there were a few people who messaged me saying, you know, paydays and the like. So I've kept, I'm going to keep the No Nation page open until the 20th of, um, of July, obviously. Um, and the grand total we have raised as of ending the stream is £1,378. So, like, £378 oh, over the target. Thank you so much to everyone who's donated. I've noticed people have donated twice. So, thank you so much whether you donated once, whether you donated your time as a guest on the show, or whether you've donated actual sort of cash money, you know. As Lisa was saying, it, when we started the show, which feels about four weeks ago now, you know, the money goes to so much, so many brilliant things, you know, whether it be equipment to help with the surgeries or, you know, tablets mm -hmm. or carers for or even accommodation for the parents. So thank you so much to everyone who appeared as a guest. Thank you to Dickie Bird for doing the graphics. Thank you to yes. Grapple Gareth and JP for staying up all day and, and, you know, coming on for this final stretch with us and making it so entertaining and just... Of course, big thank you to you, Benno. Obviously, couldn't have done it without you. I can't even begin to know what it was like if I was doing it on my own. But um, thank you, everyone. So, yeah, we're um, cheers, guys. I guess we'll um, end the stream right there.
Cheers, all. Good night, everyone. Well done, Martin. Fantastic effort. Cheers.